Welcome to the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and today I'm joined by a man who also went to a high school football game last night like myself, Ben O'Brien. How are you doing? Yeah, Trevor, it's 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 uh Friday night Friday night lights, Trevor. I think you uh you would agree with me. You you are a big fan of Friday night lights both um in fictional standpoint but also in in real life. I think uh I think we share that sentiment. Yeah, absolutely. The the TV show, the movie, I'm reading the book. And then in real life, you know, I love, love high school football. Um, and yeah, I got to go to a high school football game last night. It was one of the first ones I've been to in a while. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. It was a blowout, but you know, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Trevor, the book that you're reading, is it, I've probably asked you this, is it, so it's the real story of like the movie? Yeah. So it's the uh, 1988 Permian Panthers, like their football season. That's what it kind of documents, and it talks a lot about. It, it's not like so much like it's not like all about the football season. It talks a lot about the town and just like it's it's kind of like a history book, honestly. Um, so okay. it's it's really interesting. But they do touch on the games as they happen. But yeah, it's the nineteen eighty eight uh, season, the Permian Panthers uh, high school football team in Texas. That actually sounds really interesting. I might I might have to uh to check that book out, Trevor. Yeah, I think I'd be a highly recommend. Okay, good to know. Well, you—I know you like your—you like your sports books, Trevor, because you've read a billion Patriot books and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've read. Trevor, I mean, let me ask are, you this: those are the only books I read is sports books. Let me ask you this: if 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 somebody, if let's say like Dan Geesling wrote a book about Big Brother, would you read it about his experiences? Well, he, he actually did i think well well, he so not about big brother but i think he has like a little book like how to get on reality tv it's like a oh he does um, i've heard of that yeah yeah so he has that um but yeah like a book about yeah if dan giesling read a book there's a decent chance i i would read it i haven't gotten that one um yeah. i've thought about it before but yeah i think there's a good chance i would i'm surprised people haven't done i'm surprised like there aren't there haven't been more winners that have written books about their experiences because it is a crazy experience to go out to go, you know, go for a hundred days and win and win Big Brother. I think that'd be an interesting book to read. I don't even care who the winner is. I think it'd be interesting for anyone who wanted to write a book about it. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I I'd be down to read it. Um, I I want to say, well, I don't know. I I think Derek. I think Derek. I don't think he wrote a book about Big Brother. I think he just wrote a book in general, maybe about uh, you know, crime or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think he might have wrote a book. But um, yeah, it would be interesting, and I would be very interested in reading something like that. But um, today we are here to talk about, of course, Big Brother, Big Brother Twenty Five. We are about three quarters, I think, a little bit more three, a little bit more than three quarters of the way through. I think it's like day seventy-two or something like that. Hundred day season, so we're almost there. The finale is less than a month away. Um, today we are without Brandon. He's he's uh, away. He'll be Shocker. back for the small baller podcast. But yes, he misses another uh five seconds of fame podcast um so you know you can you can think about you can think what you will um about (laughs) him uh you know basically uh doing some more load management there but we're here to talk about big brother i mean this was a pretty solid week of course having big brother in the fall is kind of weird it's not my favorite um but you know uh we have it obviously it's still going on longest season uh that there's been and yeah, it was an interesting week. We started out with Bowie winning the HOH, which was, I think, a little bit of a surprise um, to people, although, you know, his questions caught. But yeah, Bowie wins the HOH. 
And on the Sunday episode, when we were hearing about like Bowie's thoughts in the diary room, because this is what I was curious about. I wanted to hear what Bowie actually would say in the diary room about what she, you know, what her intentions were, because there were so many people that were trying to convince Bowie to do what they wanted. You know, Cam was coming over and being like, oh, you got to go after Corey. And Corey's like, oh, you got to go after Cam. You got to put up Cam in blue. You have Matt and Jack who were kind of taking a little bit of a, you know, they're, they weren't being too pushy, but in the back of their mind, they did want Cam to be backdoored. But Bowie, her intention was to actually target Sari initially. She uh, put up Sari and Felicia with the goal of getting Sari out. Um, because a few weeks ago, um, after I think around the same time Izzy went out, Bowie had kind of lost trust in, you know, people on that side, including Sari, a person who she trusted a lot, I think, for the first five or six weeks of the game. And she kind of lost that trust with Sari after that happened, the big, you know, the argument with Corey and Jared, all that stuff happened. It seemed like she lost the trust, and Sari hasn't really been able to build that back up with Bowie. So Bowie did want to target Sari. The problem is, is that no one else was really on board with this. And I think Bowie caught wind of this pretty quickly. Um, and really the the biggest storyline of the week was kind of uh Jag and Matt trying to figure out how they can convince Bowie to backdoor Cam, which is what she eventually did. But it seemed like um that Bowie kind of was looking for a reason to target Cam. Like she was like, well Cam hasn't really like has he has he done anything against me? Has he said my name? Has he uh, you know, ever talked bad about me, anything like that. It seemed like she was looking for a reason to hurt Cam, but if she didn't have that reason, uh, she wasn't going to. And it was actually pretty easy for Jag. Uh, I think Jag actually found the info, um, you know, about Cam, which basically the info, it was funny because in the midst of Cam trying to get Bowie to target Corey, uh, Cam actually, you know, kind of realizing that Bowie didn't want to do that, went back and told Jag, you know, about how, oh, Bowie's not going to target Corey. She must be aligned with them. And this is the exact info that Jag used to bring back to Bowie and kind of paint Cam as like, oh, Bowie, Cam doesn't trust you. He thinks you're aligned with Corey and America. And this was successful. I think this was a big reason why uh, Bowie got on board. I think she was definitely, you know, I, I think it, I don't think it was too hard to convince Bowie to do this. But I think that was yeah. one of the pieces there that that led to what we saw. And, um, you know, after that, the week was pretty straightforward and, and Cam would eventually be the one evicted. But that was the most interesting kind of storyline we had of like, you know, what what are they going to what is Jag and Matt going to do to kind of convince her to backdoor Cam? So, Ben, what do, what do you think about this? I mean, Bowie's the HOH. Yeah. This is the first time she's won a competition. What what did you kind of think about uh, her HOH? And I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on like you know who she should have targeted? Well, so and I said last week, like I nobody had any idea, including the people in the house. Nobody knew what she was gonna do. And part of me thought that I really did think if if she got enough pressure to put up Cameron era, uh, yeah, Cameron in America, she or Corey in America, excuse me, she would have. But ultimately, what we saw is one. I think. The whole thing where Mecole was like, oh, and Bowie's working with Corey in America. Um, I think I, I thought that that was going to lead to her like wanting to put them up just to show that she's not working with them. But it does seem like they actually have a, a decent relationship between Bowie and, and Corey in America. 
Um, so I was I was thinking that if Jag and Matt got in her ear about doing that, she'd be she would do it. And ultimately, we we didn't see that happen, right? We saw Jag and Matt, like you said, kind of be on board with with backdooring backdooring Cameron. Um, I don't I don't disagree with her original opinion or her original plan to to go after Suri again. Like I, I mean, I've said this all year. Eventually, someone's gonna have to go after Suri, and, and at one point, is that gonna happen? Because it seems like every time somebody brings it up. The rest of the house is like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the right move. There's bigger threats. Um, and it, it's just, it's interesting to me, Trevor, because as someone who's never been in that house, as someone who will never be in that house, it's hard for me to sit here and act like I'd be amazing at this game. But I really do think if I was in that house, Trevor, I really do think I would be advocating to, to maybe like, let's maybe consider getting out the person that's played Survivor like 30,000 times. That's really good at, at, at social games. But but I don't know. It seems like for whatever reason, either they don't remember that she's really good at these things or they don't think she's a threat now that she's on her own island. Um, so I don't hate the, the original opinion by, by or the original idea by, by Bowie to do that. But ultimately, I do think it's a good move to get out Cam. And you're going to have to backdoor him if you're going to get him out because he wins everything. Um, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate her HOH at all. I think she did a fine job. She got out a big target in the house. Um, and she, she, she successfully did what she needed to do as Bowie, which is really just not make anyone upset. No one's going to come after her. Um, after this week, she, she pretty much did. She made the house happy. They got, they got out the biggest target. Um, and she'll probably just blend right back into the background and people will forget that she's ever there until all of a sudden she's sitting there on finale night in the final three. Yeah. I think like thinking about who Bowie should target. Um, I, I think Suri would have been a good, you know, was a good target for if she was actually able to like take Suri out, which, you know, no, no one in the house is really like they would have voted yeah. foolish out if they stayed on the block. Yeah um so that that was gonna be tough i think it's more about like more so than who bowie would get out for her game she just gotta be thinking about like what you know basically how can i best like uh how can i best like navigate my way to the end and how do i somehow get to the end against maybe someone i can beat and i think she's in a position where you know bowie's a loyal player like if she kind of like commits to something commits to like an alliance she's going to be loyal to it that's what she showed in the first half of the game and we saw like when she felt like that Sari, felicia izzy when that side kind of there was distrust there she was like she felt very betrayed um because she was yeah. loyal to that side and i think now we're to a point where the people she's most loyal to are matt and jack and i think that that's gonna hold up in unless mm -hmm. they betray her in some way unless she somehow feels that they betrayed her so right now, that's who she's most loyal to, which is great for them. But I think more than anything, she shouldn't... This this loyalty is obviously a flaw in her game because I think what she should be doing is... Um, and, and she could easily pivot to this if she was, you know, just thinking about the game differently. But she could be between these pairs. She could be between Matt and Jack and Corey and America in a place where they kind of go after each other. And I think with that, Suri is someone who's kind of a threat to her because that's exactly what Suri's trying to do right now. She mentioned yeah. it on the episode on Thursday uh, because Suri fully recognizes, hey, like Matt and Jagger, a tight duo. She sees that Matt and Jagger trying to get Blue and Corey to go after each other. Um, she kind of, you know, Suri kind of sees everything that's happening and she's hoping that um, like if Blue wins HOH that she would not actually go after Corey and America. And that she'd get Blue to take out, like, Jag, ideally, is what her, her plan is. But I think Bowie, this is kind of what Bowie should be thinking. And I think getting out Suri would be good for her because she could kind of get Suri out 
And then she could ideally, if she was again, thinking this way, thinking about the game this way, she could do exactly what Ceri's trying to do and be in the middle and hope that these uh, different pairs, Corey and America, Matt and Jack go after each other. And then maybe, you know, at the, at the piece or end, maybe mm-hmm. she can make a big move at final three and maybe take America with her to final two. Or maybe if Blue's still in the game, take Blue with her. Or maybe even Felicia. And maybe that's a path where she could win. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's a lot to it, obviously, to to get her in a pers- position to win the game. But I think uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, the other part of it, so like with the uh, the Blue, like I guess the the part where Bowie is thought of as being close to Corey in America, the, you know, the Nicole thing, which she said on her way out, um, Corey thinks that Bowie is still very loyal to them, him in America, which okay. is, I think, a blind spot of Corey's because that is part of the reason he still feels comfortable, at least, well, at least somewhat comfortable right now, that Matt and Jag wouldn't take a shot at him if they were to win HOH, which he might be right, he might be wrong. They've kind of gone back and forth on like whether they should target Corey or Blue next week. Um, This is you know what Matt and Jag, I think Matt more leans toward wanting to target Corey and I think Jag's more on the side of like wanting to target blue. So it's kind of still like very up in the air, but Corey could very much be targeted next week, but that's just another thing that's been happening. Um, but I guess the other thing we could talk about is we could talk about, uh, the veto competition. Jag did win it. Um, but you know, just, I guess outside of the game, we had a couple fun moments. We get the zing bot, uh, the competition's yeah. Otev, the zings this year, you know, obviously zings, zing bots, a big thing. And I I don't want to say Zingbot is washed. I don't want to say that, Ben, because <laughs> I think I think we got a couple good good zings. I think Corey's was really good. The America the Beautiful song. I thought Ceres was really good. You know the making the survivor reference. But the other ones kind of they kind of sucked. They weren't very good. Uh, you know across the board they weren't very creative. Um, it's like man they got like. Do they have like how many writers do they have here writing these jokes? Yeah. Like a lot of them didn't feel great, but nevertheless, we got Singbot, we got the Otev comp. It was, you know, it was fun. It was it was fun to see that. Um, and we got a couple good zings, but I think the prime of Zingbot was kind of like that Big Brother 16 range. I think that was like mm-hmm. probably the best. I think when I think of like the peak of Zingbot, it's the I think it's the Christine's husband joke. I think that's what it is, yeah. right? That was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I what what when did what Trevor? Do you know when when did Zingbot start? Was it twelve, season twelve? Was that when um, Zingbot started? That sounds right. It was it was it was, it was, it was after one of the Dan's first season, but before Dan's second season. I know that. Yeah, it was it was one of brother. it was one of Rachel Riley's seasons. So it was either okay. twelve or thirteen, and I think yeah. it was twelve. I think it was twelve because I think Brittany was there for it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so 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 Zingbot's been around for whatever that is, fifteen like years or so, seasons. thirteen years, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I maybe yeah, maybe he's just running out of steam. And, and honestly, maybe honestly, Trevor, the people that write for Zingbot, they might just be running out of of ways because they've always kind of done the same zings, like in the same the same ideas for zings. Maybe they're just running out of like creative ways to do it because there's always it's always a similar like setup or a similar delivery um maybe after 15 years or whatever it is they've just kind of run out of ideas I, I mean it's still fun i still think it's one of the best parts of the season when you see it because even though trevor trevor it's like a, it's like a, it's like playing golf right 
you have all these bad shots, whatever, but that one good zinger, that one good shot is what keeps you coming back for next year. Um, so, so the fact that there was at least a couple really good zings, I think, I think keeps it exciting and it, it keeps it, um, as a part of the season that you look forward to just because it's always, as long as you get one or two really good ones, I think it's, I think it's worth it. And I think it's, it's enjoyable to watch. So, um, the Suri one was hilarious. And obviously the Corey one was like all time, all time roast for Corey. I, I don't know what, what he did to deserve that, but, um, and he even said it on the episode. He, he, I mean, he essentially got like six zings in one. I don't really know why that's fair to him. I'm team Corey all the way, but. Um, he, he got it, he got it very bad and maybe it's because he's a huge fan and, and, and they knew that he could take it. But, um, I, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. I, I, I actually felt kind of bad for Corey. Um, but I would, I would Trevor, I would do a lot of things to be able to get zings by, by zing, but I think that'd be an experience of a lifetime. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it it would be very cool. I mean, I would be in pretty much the same boat as Corey of like, if I was in the house, like, yeah, like roast me. Like I want to, you know, this is uh this is obviously a a pretty big thing this would be you know great as a fan of the show so yeah it, it was cool you know zingbot's always cool i thought that that episode was pretty solid um obviously we we kind of already mentioned you know cam ends up being evicted six to zero i think the only other thing that i think is kind of we could talk about is just kind of like cam's downfall and kind of how it's happened yeah. i mean ultimately um, he was he was great at competitions, which was always going to make him a big threat. And over and over again, he was. He's been on the block essentially every week. He was in HOH yeah. since like week two. Um, he was was already evicted, and then he came back. And I I think Cam has added to the season in the sense that he's caused chaos. Like his he did have the HOH week that did result in is he going home? That was good. Um, he's also someone who on his way out the door this week. Um, I think added some chaos as well because he, um, you know, he was talking to Suri, I think on the Wednesday episode or something. And I think Suri was already, Suri was certainly already thinking along these lines, but he started trying to get people to like, Hey, Matt and Jag are going to win this game. If you don't like take a shot. And he was going around like telling people that like Matt and Jagger threats. Here's why he also um you know was pointing out the 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 true narrative that like hey Matt and yeah. Jag are taking Blue and Corey and they're they're wanting them to go against each other and which is absolutely true and now most of the house knows that's happening um Suri certainly knows it's happening Suri's trying to convince Blue that that's the case I don't know if Blue I think Blue might believe her because she she gave her a little diary room session about like you know Cam was telling me this stuff about like Matt and Jag and I wasn't really sure but now Suri's telling me it and now I'm starting to believe it a little bit more. So maybe that's kind of helping with Blue. But I think Cam was good in the sense that uh, there was some entertainment value in him causing chaos, but he wasn't he wasn't a good Big Brother player. He could win competitions. No. Um, but in terms of his social game, in terms of, um, you know, the way he, he just interacted with people, I mean, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Most people in the house didn't like him. He, he was not a good uh, social player here. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, uh, pretty much what I have, uh, Ben, did you have anything else you wanted to mention from the week, uh, from Cam's eviction? Well, just in terms of Cam, like he was in a tough position because it's, it's almost like, it's kind of, uh, it's almost like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, because he, he gets nominated and he's got to win competitions to stay in the house. But what that does is that that every every time he's got to win a competition to stay in the house, that makes him a bigger threat. So that leads to him continuing to get nominated, which then leads to him having to continue to win competitions to stay in the house. Um, so he I mean his time was going to run out. You just you you typically cannot 
continue with that with that cycle throughout the whole season because there's going to be competitions that either you don't play in or you don't win. So he was in a tough spot just from the beginning because again he got he started getting nominated early and he started showing how good of, of a competitor he was early on. And yeah, in terms of his actual social game, I think he thought he was a lot better than he actually was. Um, and I think that he got a very good edit from the show just in terms of of his character in general. Um, but he, I mean, he was a notable figure in the house for sure. And 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 now that he's gone, I think it becomes interesting because for weeks he's kind of always just been like, oh, he's the he's the easy target. If we don't really know what else to do, he's the easy target. He's been on the block before. He's already been evicted once. Like. Um, he can win competitions. He's a big threat. So it's interesting when 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 you have in a season like that easy target that somebody that you can just throw up every week because you know that that whole house is okay with it um, because they're a big threat or whatever it may be. It's interesting when that person goes home because now it's like who's going to be the easy target? Um, I mean, obviously, like Felicia's been nominated a bunch this season, but but she's not necessarily like we saw when she was against Nicole. She's not typically the target because people don't really threat her as a competitor. So I'm interested to see kind of what what the season holds in terms of who that big house target's going to be moving forward, um, or even if there is one, because now we're getting to to such a small amount of numbers where you start to see these kind of small little factions that are formed as a result of that, and that's where you start seeing some really interesting gameplay as how people can navigate this endgame. So hopefully with Cam's eviction, it kind of opens up the house a little bit, and it creates um, some some tension between people that have kind of been working together just in terms of to get Cam out now that now that we have the big target out, maybe a, maybe a new game is starting. We kind of see how this this end game will play out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think I mean there's there's certainly potential again. Like the competitions have been dominated by a few people. Cam was one of those people. Uh, we still have Matt and Jack left in the game that have been really good. At these competitions again, the competitions have just been too physical. Um, this is just a trend, Big Brother in general. And then the other thing which Julie kind of teased on Thursday night's episode is. Now we're getting, uh, it's like comics week and there's two powers that she kind of mentioned the power of invincibility, um, where apparently the HOH is going to go on like basically shielded or un undetected. Um, so we will see how that works. And then the power of multiplicity, um, she said something about the players seeing double in the veto. Uh, so we will see how that works as well. I'm, you know, not, I don't, don't feel great about what's going to happen with those, but we will see. Um, who knows? We'll you know we'll have to wait for Sunday's episode. Um, but if that's all you had, Ben, we could kind of get into yeah. our ratings here. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, first up, as always, is America. Um, America. I did actually bump up this week. I had her a three last week. Gave her a four this week, and that's because um, number one, she's just she's very safe right now. And I know, like last week, I talked about how like you know how's she gonna win. I have her three because how's she gonna win? Um, I, I, it's hard to see the path, but I, I do think, you know, she's in a position where she's very safe right now. I think this week she played decently well. Um, and I think she kind of recognizes correctly that if she wins power, she needs to take a shot at Matt and Jag. I wasn't yeah. sure if she was willing to do that last week. And now it seems like she has like the, the right intentions. Um, but she needs to win power, right? So that's, of course, going to be the biggest thing is can she or Corey win an HOH? Because that could be huge if they do. Um, and again, like if if it do, if the thing like if the HOH doesn't go their way and maybe Corey and America end up being on the block, she won't be the target. The, the biggest worry at that point would be if Corey wins the veto. Then at that point, you know, then she might go home. But um, I, I think she had a decent week, at least better than last week. And 
I, I still think there's some potential there. Like if she recognizes, Hey, like, you know, um, even, even if Corey leaves, I think that could be something that again, they've been so distracted because all they're concerned about is their relationship about 60% of the time. Um, maybe, you know, that could wake her up. She could start playing the game more and like get in with Sari and Felicia. Um, maybe actually, uh, work with blue more, but blue hasn't been, um, loyal to her. So we will see, but yeah, I gave America a four. I kept out a four from last week. She, yeah. I mean, like you said, she, she has a shield. I mean, Corey's her shield. I think Corey's obviously going to, would go home before her if she was up on the block with him and she has potential. She does. Um, but I still think, yeah, I still think they're, they're in a situation where, I mean, the rest of the house is well aware that they are, that they are still, they are still a, a threat because they are together and because they are a showman's. Um, but I really do think, I mean, America's not a bad player at all. I think she, she very much understands the game and she very much, um, understands kind of the house structure and she typically understands who, who needs to be the target at what times and things like that. Um, and obviously Corey's a good player too. So, so she's not in a bad spot at all. It's tough when you get down to the end like this or towards the end like this, um, because there's so much that can happen in such a quick amount of time. Things can change so quickly in that house. And all of a sudden you can be in a great position and now you're at the bottom of the totem pole or vice versa. So. It's tough for me to to come up with a ranking that I feel good about with America, just because a, a week from now she could be in a totally different position. Who knows? Um, so I'll keep her at a four. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up we have is Blue. Um, I still have Blue at a three, the lowest rated player in the house. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of more of the same uh, as last week, except that uh, now Cameron's gone, so it's like I guess a shield for her is kind of gone in a way. Um, she could be a target. Uh, she definitely could. I think if Corey wins HOH, she might want to target blue. Jags talked about potentially wanting to target blue. That's, that's not great for her. I mean, she does have Sari, who I think is in her corner and is sort of looking out for her to some extent. Uh, so that's good for her. And Sari's trying to talk some sense in the blue, trying to tell her, Hey, like, you know, we gotta, we gotta look at targeting Matt and Jag here. Uh, you can't, you know, you certainly can't throw the HOH. We got to go and try to win it. And we got to try to put one of them up because like, think about it. Like, what's your, what are your end game plans, Blue? What are you, uh, yeah. you know, how are you going to get to then? How are you going to win? So Cerise kind of tried to, uh, I think, help with this. And we'll see if it sticks again. This, I don't know. We, we've had this happen before. And, you know, Blue usually goes back to, you know, just doing whatever she's doing. So. I don't feel super optimistic. Yeah, Trevor, I, I, I gave Blue a four. I gave her the same as last week. She, she's so tough, and we've talked about it before. She's very, very tough. And like you said, with, with Jared gone, and it makes sense for her and Sari to work together, but I don't really know if that's going to happen. I don't really know the, what, what, what Blue's game plan is moving forward. I don't really know what her endgame strategy is. Her and Jag don't seem like they're as close as they used to be. Which, honestly, Trevor, I have a question for you, because you, you know more than, than, I, than I do. Yeah. What was the because for a long time Jag and Blue were really close. They were. Was it the whole Jared thing? Is that what kind of drove them apart? Is that what kind of because and, and I don't I'm not saying that they're enemies or anything like that. But you even mentioned that like um, Blue could be a target for Jag. I'm just curious what what was that? What was what happened that kind of led them to 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 grow apart from each other? Is it? I I would assume it has something to do with Blue going with Jared and doing their thing and and. And Jag ultimately is going to find Matt, and they're going to be the strongest duo probably in the house, other than America and Corey. Is that what it was? Is that what kind of what kind of drew the wedge in between them? 
Yeah, so I, I remember the first thing I thought of, I remember at one point when Jared was, um, I don't remember if he was HOH, but this was maybe one or two weeks before Jared got evicted. Um, Blue and Jared were obviously very close at this point. And Blue was telling Jared, like, because they were talking about Jared wanted to target Jag, and Blue was kind of going along with it and, like, had the plan of, like, yeah, I would I would target Jag, too. And I remember, like, right after ja- Jared left, uh, Blue, for some reason, um, basically went and told Jag, and she admitted, like, yeah, I was, I was f- going to target you, like, that week. For some reason, she, like, admitted to Jag that she was going to target him, like, yeah, I was talking to Jared, and, like, I, I was even going to target you, Jag, I was going to put you on the block, and I was going to, you know, make it known that you were my target, and all this stuff, and... I don't know. That's that's one thing I thought of. I'm trying to remember of what else happened. But yeah, I mean, they kind of, you know, they were close allies at the beginning of the game, the first couple of weeks, them and Riley. Um, But yeah, I mean, her relationship with Jared really grew. Um, And I think from Jag's standpoint, he could kind of tell that, hey, you know, Blue probably isn't as loyal to me as I as I think she is. Um, And I think that's kind of what has happened. Um, and then again, you have some people lately who are starting to tell blue now, Hey, I don't know if you can trust Jag and Matt Cerie's been one of those people. So I, I think that's at least from my memory, that's what I think it is. There might, I'm sure there's more, there's definitely gotta be more to it, but that's kind of what I remember. Okay. I was, I was just curious. So yeah, I mean, I gave her a four. I kept it the same. I don't really know. I have no idea what's going to happen with her. She's hard to predict because she's kind of all over the place. So I I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I have no idea. All right. Uh, next up we have is Bowie. Bowie, who was the HOH, um, you know, her week resulted in uh, Cam leaving, which I don't think was uh, the best move for her. Again, I think that the best move probably would have been getting out Suri. I mean, Cam was never going to target Bowie, so I think that was a shield for her. I mean, obviously, at some point, you have to start taking out these people that win the competitions so that you can have the power in your hands. But then again, like, I don't know if if Cam keeps winning and you know keeping Bowie is Cam someone Bowie can beat if the jury would be like bitter against him I I don't know so I don't think it was the best move for Bowie I think uh, Cam leaving Cam in the game was fine for her um, I I kept her the same rating a four and a half um, I I don't think a, a ton really changed from last week again I I wasn't surprised to see that Cam ended up being her target um, you know going in the week I I would have guessed that there was a good chance Cam would end up leaving. So I'm not too surprised. Again, I, I think a little bit ago, we kind of talked about what Bowie should, should be doing. Um, but one of her flaws is that she's pretty loyal. So again, she's going to go far. She'll be there. I, I, I think Bowie's like almost guaranteed to be like final four. I, I, I just think oh, she's going to sure. be there. Um, yeah. But again, how, how can she get in a position to win? That's going to be difficult. So I gave yeah, her she, a, definitely. a four and a half. Yeah, I mean, I kept her the same. I kept her at a four. I don't want to, like, I don't want to make her any lower than a four. I don't want to give her anything lower than a four because she's going to go to, like, final three or four. But I also don't think she deserves to be any higher than a four because she's not going to win because she hasn't done anything. I, I guess she's, was, she was HOH and she got out cam, sure. But um, she, she hasn't really done anything else. So, again, it's the same thing all season. It's, it's, she's kind of just there, and she's, she's going to be someone that goes far. There's no reason for anyone to ever get her out until you absolutely have to to get to the final two or whatever it may be. Um, and, and honestly, if you have the right person and, and w- with the decision, maybe they take her to the final two if they really feel like it. But 
she's not winning the game. There's no shot she'd lose to any pretty much anyone else in that house probably. Um, but but again, credit to her. She's she's still in it. So whatever she's doing, it's working. At least if her goal is to get as far as she can to the end, she's doing better than other people because she's still in that house, and a lot of other people aren't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up is going to be Corey. I kept Corey to four. Um, again, he's, he's just still in a lot of danger. Um, Cam leaving this week. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's good for Corey. The problem is, is that Corey needs like, like three other people out still. Like he, yeah. Cam was someone who wanted to target him. Uh, Blue, now Blue's still in the house who wants to target him. Matt's still in the house who wants to target him. Jag doesn't want to target him immediately, but Jag is still a threat. So like, Corey, I still have him in a four. He still needs Blue out of the game. He still needs Matt out of the game. If he can get Blue and Matt out of the game, then, you know, we have something. And then Corey would have a chance. But then, after that, you have Jag, like I mentioned, and you have Sari still. So it's it's an uphill battle just as far as Corey surviving, um, getting to the end. Um, you know, if he can kind of recognize... That because he still thinks that Bowie is really loyal to him. If he recognizes that maybe that's not the case, and he could win an HOH, then I think he would be willing to to put up Matt and Jag. But as of now, I I still think he's going to target Blue, which I just don't really think is the the best move for him. I think the best move is trying to get Matt out, um, probably. So I don't know. It, it's it's tricky with Corey. He still has a chance, but it's he's just in danger right now. So I yeah, it's a four. So I have him at a four. I, I really thought he'd be in a lot of danger last week when, when, when Bowie was HOH just because I really did think that, that Bowie was going to be, be afraid that the whole house thinks they're working together because of what Nicole said, so she puts, him in, or she puts him in America up. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, he really wasn't in, in any danger at all. So I'll give him credit there. I really did think he'd be in a lot of trouble if the whole house was like, Bowie, we got to get him out. Um, and not to mention the fact that he was called out like twice last week. So the fact that he's still there, I, I gave him credit for that. But like you said, I mean, he, he's at a four for me because he's he's still in a lot of trouble. He's still a huge threat in the house. His name is still being thrown around all the time. His name is still br- brought up in all these different meetings and all these different conversations. Um, and obviously, between him and America, he'd be the bigger target for sure if they were both on the block. So he's still in a lot of trouble. Like you said, he has a lot of work to do. He has to have a lot of things go his way. But I really do think he has the ability to do it. He can. I mean, he's smart enough. He's very good at, at conversations. He's very good at one-on-one. He's very good at arguing his points and making himself seem like uh, his point of view is the correct way of thinking. So I'll give him credit. I, I think he has potential. Even even with all the trouble he's in, I do think he has potential. If he wasn't Corey and he wasn't capable of doing these things, if he hasn't proven that he can do these things, then I probably would have given him a lower score than a four. But because I feel like he's proven that he can he can maneuver his way in, in, in you know, out of certain situations. Um, I, ga- I gave him four. I gave him some credit for that. So not in a great position, but I really do think he has the potential to, to still make some noise in this house. Yeah, and it's, and it's the showman's thing that's obviously hurting him yes. too. If, you know, Absolutely. Sa- same thing I said about America. Like if, if the other person in this showman's is evicted, um, you know, I, I'd have a little bit more faith in them um getting yeah. closer to the end um so i guess if if cory was in trouble and he won the veto america was evicted you know maybe then you, there's something that he could do uh next up is sari um i i gave sari a six and a half a slight bump up this week uh i like what sari did this week a lot um she has a clear picture of what's happening but she needs power she she got yeah. she has to get power to actually have something go her way or she needs um like 
like if Felicia wins power, you know, that would be good for her. Maybe she could kind of get Felicia to do what she wants. I think that would be uh, probably best case scenario. Like if Felicia were to win HOH um, and put up Matt and Jagger, or even if Blue were to do it, the problem is I think Blue is less likely to do what Suri wants. I think Felicia, I think there's a pretty good chance Felicia would. Um, so I, I think that's what she needs. She needs power, but she's thinking about the game the right way. Um, but, it, but it's tough again with these comps, just Matt and Jack winning a lot of them is, is kind of a, you know, it's a, it's an obstacle she has to overcome for sure. Yeah. She, she I mean, she definitely needs power. Jared was her way of kind of neutralizing what, what Jag and what Matt and what Cam could do. And now that she doesn't have Jared, she doesn't have Izzy. It's tough because she has the ability to make, to, to make decisions and to make moves. But if you don't have the power to do so, then you can't do it. So, um, I mean, I gave her a six again. I, I think part of it is because she's Felicia. Um, or no, excuse me, I gave her five. I'm looking at the wrong number. No, no, I gave her six. Um, part of it is because she's Felicia, not Felicia, excuse me, she's Sari, but yeah. I, I, they're right next to each other, Trevor. I'm struggling right now. Sari <laughs> has a six. I gave her a six last week. I'm keeping her at a six. She's Sari. She has the ability to make decisions. She just doesn't have the opportunity to do so because um, she doesn't have power. So, I, I again, for whatever reason, people aren't threatened by her. They think that she's alone, which she is. But that's still a very dangerous position for the rest of the house um, to be in because as long as Suri is in that house, as long as she still has the opportunity to win, she has a good chance of doing so. So the longer they keep her in there, the harder she's going to be to get at the end. Yes, she's not great at competitions, and maybe that's the mindset is if we have to go against her in a competition, if we need her to lose a veto, she probably will. But I still think it's you're playing with fire here, leaving her in as long as, as, long as they have because... Um, she has the op- if she has the ability, she has the knowledge, she has the strategy to be able to maneuver her way out of a lot of different situations. And the longer that you leave her in there, the bigger of an opportunity she has to do those things. So she's dangerous in that house, regardless of if she can win competitions or not. Um, and, and, and she's obviously one of the best players in there. So a six for me. She's still a good player. She's still fun to watch. I, I still think she's going to be there for a while just because people really don't seem like they have any desire to get her out at the moment. I agree. Uh, next up is Felicia. Felicia, I gave a four and a half slight bump up from last week. Uh, she, she now at this point, I think just seems like she's in a relatively safe position. Um, I don't, I don't think she's going to be one of the next few targets. Um, you know, I think those next two targets are probably blue and Corey. So she's not, you know, she's behind them in the list of targets. Uh, so that's pretty good for her. Um, but again, how is she going to, you know, what's, what's her path to win? How is she going to get there? Uh, you know, it, it's similar to some of the other players I've talked about. Uh, like, like it's similar to Bowie actually. It's, I mean, and you could argue American blue. I think she has a little bit more respect in terms of like her ability to play the game than, than Bowie blue in America. But I think it's still, which is why they're, she's actually higher rated than blue in America. She's the same as Bowie. Um, cause I think Bowie's safer than her, more likely to get to that final four, but Felicia, you know, she, I don't know. She, she's done all right. She still has a chance, but again, it's all about winning power. That's again, it's sound, sound like a broken record at this point. You gotta win power at this point. It's the final eight. Um, and it, it's going to really be determinant on who can win those competitions. And if you can't win those competitions, can, are you in a position where you can convince that person to do what you want? And I don't think there's a lot of people that are that Felicia is going to be able to persuade necessarily to do exactly what she wants. I think Saria has some of that power with Felicia herself, with Blue. Um, I think you know you can argue that Corey and America could like convince each other what to do. I think 
uh, with Matt and Jag, they could convince each other. They could also convince Bowie. Um, but I don't know if Felicia's really going to be able to persuade a lot of people. So I gave her a four and a half. I gave Felicia five. She It's tough because she is in a better position, like you said, than people like Corey, like America, like Blue. But she's not a front runner in this game. I wouldn't call her a front runner in this game. She's someone that, that people throw up as pawns now regularly. She's someone that um, people know can't win a whole lot of competitions, especially not super physical ones. So it, it's, it's tough, and it's, she's in a situation where she's, she's going to have to align with someone that can help her get to the end because if the competitions are going to be as physical as they've been down the stretch in previous years, which I would assume they will be based on the trend of this year, then she's going to have a lot of trouble, and she's going to have to have someone that's going to that's going to help her get to the end. And right now, I don't really know who who that's going to be. With Nicole leaving, um, her number one leaving a few weeks ago now, I I just don't see a situation where she can really get to the end by herself. So so she's at a five. She's not in the best position. Um, she's definitely not in the worst position. But I do think she's going to have an uphill battle if she wants to get to the end. Yeah, definitely. And, and she's still. I'm I'm glad Felicia's still there because she's still uh, entertainment entertaining, making good TV. Again, it's always. Uh, good to have someone in there who's not afraid to say what they think. So I've I've enjoyed Felicia this entire season. Uh, but next up is Jag. Um, Jag I actually brought down. I I had him in seven last week because I thought he played the week really well. I think this week was a little bit rougher for him. I I gave him a six. Still in a good position for sure. Obviously he's winning competitions. He he is doing well. He's playing much better than he was earlier in the season. But I think now, you know, we're we're at a point where, and I mentioned this, like if someone were to win power other than Matt and Jag, if if Sari wins, she wants Jag out. If America wins, I think she would, you know, want to target Jag. I think Felicia might. Uh, if Sari can convince Blue, Blue might. So there are quite a few people who I could see um, targeting Jag. If again, if him and Matt are next to each other on the block. Uh, Jag is leaving like like 99 out of 100 times Jag is leaving over Matt because as I'm going to talk about with Matt Matt has really good relationships with all these people and with Jag it's a little bit different and I think part of the reason is um, again I'm kind of doing like two ratings at once here but like Matt has done a good job of convincing other people that Jag's kind of the schemer and he's kind of the one yeah. he's kind of the one that's coming up with these plans and stuff so i think in a way they kind of think about jag as like the bigger threat and and matt's just kind of like the the guy they like that yes is you know also in power with jag but they like matt they want to take matt far with them whereas jag they're like he's a threat uh we have to deal with him at some point yeah i mean i agree with you i gave i gave jag a six just like you did um, he's a great player and he can win competitions. So, so I, I mean, he's going to continue to win these physical competitions as long as he's there because, because that's, that's been the trend, like I said, with, with these seasons is that they become more and more physical and he's shown the ability to do so. Um, so he's got an advantage there in terms of just his, the, the competitions are going to be in him and his partner Matt's favor down the line. Um, so he's not in a bad position at all, but like you said, there are a lot of people that have, that have hinted at him. He's already technically been evicted once. So there people might. Look at that as a reason, a reason to get rid of him again if they really feel like it. So um, he, he's in one of the better positions of the house because, again, he's probably in the strongest alliance between him and Matt just in terms of their ability to win competitions together and their loyalty. Um, so so he, he's, he's in trouble in, in a way, but he's also in a, in a pretty decent position in a way. So I gave him a six. He's in one of the better positions in the house, in my opinion, at this moment. 
Yeah, and I think he's. I think more than maybe anyone. I think he. I think he needs Suri out. I think if he wins power, Suri should absolutely be his number one target because she's on to him and she's trying yeah. to convince other people of what's happening at the moment. Uh, Corey and Blue seem to be going after each other, and that's good. If if that stays, if that stays, the problem mm-hmm. is Suri's trying to convince them to take out Jack. So I think, yeah, I think that a hundred percent like. That's who I think Jag needs out because that's probably the the biggest threat to his game is Suri. Uh, but last but not least, we have is Matt. I kept Matt in eight, still in the strongest position in the house to win the game. Uh, is doing well at the competitions, has close um, relationships with a lot of people in the house. Obviously, Jack being the the primary person, um, you know. But but Blue as well. I think I think Suri feels good about Matt uh you know felicia like the pretty much the entire house bowie certainly feels good about matt and most people want to t- take matt far i don't know why even sari has talked about like you know with felicia i think when Nicole was still in the house they were sort of talking about this but like the plan is like we wanted to be like all girls and matt basically like this was i think this was mostly Nicole's plan was like we need to talk about or we need to take out the the basically the the three guys like we need to talk about we need to take out take out cam we need to take out jag and we need to take out Corey and they kind of left matt out of that even though he's you know really good at competitions too so that's i think a testament to matt's social game and how good he has been with managing the relationships this season he's been fantastic i have him at seven he's my highest score he's my highest score last week i'll keep him at a seven he's been great um, he's been, he, like I said last week, he's gotten a lot better. I think as time has gone on, I think in the middle part of that game, he got a little sloppy, but, but with Jag as, as his kind of ride or die that they've been very strong together. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think Jag, like you said, Jag's probably the bigger threat between the two of them by a majority of people in that house. Matt's in a very good position. He's in a strong duo. He's not at the top of that duo. He absolutely has what it takes to win. He absolutely has what it takes to get to the end. And the, just like Jag, the competitions are going to be in his favor down the stretch. He's going to have as good of a chance as anyone in pretty much any given competition down the stretch. Um, so I, I think Matt is, again, he's a fun player to watch. He's, he's put himself in a great position. He's had a really good last month or so of this game, maybe five weeks or so of this game. And he's absolutely put himself in a position to, to have one of the best chances to win down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I obviously agree. Um, but I think, uh, if you don't have anything else, Ben, I think we can kind of wrap it up there. Another, a decent week of big brother. Uh, we'll see what this next week brings, but we're down in the final eight. We're, we're kind of on the final stretch here. We're starting to close in on the end of this very long big brother season. Yeah. It's super long big brother season. I mean, it's the middle of October and we still have like eight people in that house. So it's been an insanely long season. We still got a lot to go a little bit less than a month to go. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, again, uh, another episode of the small bar podcast will be out this week as well. So if you have not checked that out, make sure you check that out covering college football, um, NBA starting, obviously the NFL is in full swing. So we got a lot. October is the busiest month of sports by far. So we have a lot to talk about with the small bar podcast. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next time.